Hey, fellow traveler, welcome to the Third Eye Awakening podcast, a show where we talk all about spiritual and psychic awakening, magic, the shift from 3D to 5D, star seeds, ascension, multiple timelines, multiple dimensions, the universe, the multiverse, the Akashic records, all the good things. I am your host, Amy Belair, and I'm so glad to have you here with me today. Okay, let's do this. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Third Eye Awakening. I'm so excited to be talking to Christina Rice today. She is also known as Christina the Channel on her YouTube channel and her podcast. Welcome, Nina. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm excited to, to chat and connect more. Yeah, me too. And I should let everybody know too, I'm recovering from COVID. So my brain is a little bit extra like wonky and slurry today. So you're just going to hear like a very, very real version of Amy right now. Um, All right. I'll do, I'll do the hard part. <laughs> so Christina, you have really accomplished a lot through really embracing the woo-woo stuff and your spiritual side. I know that you channeled a healing modality and that you have built a seven figure business. I think, I think we share a mentor and I think she mentioned to me that you have multiple businesses. You have multiple businesses. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So you've like really figured out how to leverage incorporating your spirituality and your gifts into your life to create something really that fits you and excites you and, you know, gives you a lot of opening an opportunity to experience life in accordance to your desires rather than in accordance to the false matrix and what they would like to make available for us. Everybody has a beginning story. So can you share with us sort of like where it started for you in terms of your spiritual awakening and the the foundations that were laid to bring you where you are now? Yeah, totally. So looking back, you know, when I was young, I was very awake all my gifts were very turned on but at the time I I didn't know that right so I remember I mean I I don't have any lost memories from the time I exited my mother's body I was very awake for all of that and growing up like when I was young I every single night I would I mean I would crawl out of my crib I'd sit in my corner and my spirit guides would come talk to me and spend all night just talking to my guides you know I had ET contact there was a lot going on psychically I was seeing a lot hearing a lot and I didn't know how to articulate it or express it and I also just thought that's what everybody was going through and nobody talked about it so as a kid I was I had a lot going on you know and what that manifested as was I was extremely anxious I had a lot of fear, a lot of phobias. You know, I wouldn't go to sleep because I was going to drown, right? Because I was remembering drowning. I wasn't going to go to sleep because I was remembering, or I I thought that the house was going to burn down and I was going to burn alive in it because remembering, right? So I had all of that very visceral in my body and my parents didn't really know what, what to do about it. And I couldn't really articulate what was going on, everything I was seeing. And it became a lot to handle. And I, I kind of turned it off right? Quote unquote. I kind of just turned it off when I was about nine years old. And then from then until when I was in college, I wasn't really seeing anything, but it was really manifesting through my clairsentience, through the feeling I was always big in terms of what I could feel very intensely. And that again, led to a lot of anxiety. I had clinical depression and my body started having physical issues because I was suppressing everything. I was holding all that energy. And then when I 
And then I kind of just, I forgot about everything from childhood, right? I identified as not spiritual at all. I didn't really understand that whole realm. And I grew up, and I grew up Catholic and I was like, oh, I don't like religion. So I left religion. Then when I was in college, I got really sick. My, my organs just started shutting down. I wasn't absorbing any food. And I was essentially like on my deathbed for a while. I dropped out of school. I went to see every doctor and specialist that, that I could. And I was just a mystery case and basically just told we can't help you count your days. <laughs> and that was pretty depressing, you know, when you're 20 years old on top of all of my mental health issues. And it was that, that pushed me to, to this place where I was like, I will try anything. Like I have to fight for myself and figure this out. I want to survive. And so that's how I found the world of holistic health and wellness. And through changing my diet and lifestyle, just meditating, doing yoga, my body finally started to heal. And then I became obsessed with holistic health getting into that space. I was living in LA and I kind of just naturally fell into some of the more spiritual spaces and I wasn't necessarily into it, but I was aware of it. And then my health got better. I was helping other people as a nutritionist and then my health got really bad again. And it was kind of just this up and down. And that's when somebody told me to, to go see a psychic. And I was the first psychic I ever saw completely changed my life. After that, it was like just a number of synchronicities, a number of prophetic dreams that I was following. I had a dream to become an energy healer. So I decided to become one. And that spiritual training with my Reiki master at the time was really the catalyst for me opening up psychically. And I started to get really into rewiring the brain and just started to realize that so many of my physical health issues were energetic. And that was the reason why I wasn't getting anywhere because I wasn't looking at the energies I was holding on to. And so really through that spiritual mentorship and training, and then going through this whole brain rewiring process, my whole view on life shifted. And I feel like that was kind of when I came out of my, if you want to call it a dark night of the soul, that I feel like I had been in since I was like three years old, to be honest, I just didn't know what it was. And so through all of that, I started incorporating my energy work into my nutrition practice. I was getting incredible results. I grew my practice really quickly because I started incorporating, you know, energetics manifestation. I knew how to work with that with business and that's how I grew my practice. And then I was getting asked to business coach. So I started this whole business coaching lug of my, of my business that did really well. And then I eventually just decided to go all into to spirituality. So now I kind of have a bit of everything. I train other energy healers in, in the modality that, that I work with, which is called a high it's some dimensional frequency. So that's what I train people in specifically. And yeah, that's kind of how, how I got here. It feels like I don't, I, I feel like there wasn't a point where I was like, oh, I'm in my spiritual awakening. It was like, I felt like I was in this endless dark night. And then I finally hit this point with my health where I was like, there has to be another way. And that's when I opened myself up to the world of energy and intuition and tossing aside everything I had learned that made sense to my rational brain, right? <laughs> like science. <laughs> and then I started to realize, oh, so much of everything I believed is wrong. But I was very willing to throw that away because all of that had failed me anyway. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of how I got here. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting how kind of like when you get puzzled enough, you're just like, all right, whatever yeah. works. Like I just I'm willing to release any preconceived notions that I had and I'm open to anything else. But I'm just really, I'm really struck by the fact that you suffered so much with these memories and these experiences from three years old because my daughter's three and a half right now. And so I could just really 
connect with that and and be like, wow, too. Because there are a lot of things that she can't yet articulate. Like last night, she just had a night terror, which isn't common for her. It's because she had a fever. But, you know, she can't tell. She can't, you know, she can't tell. She have the words. Yeah. And just thinking about how many years you went through that. So you were having psychic experiences when you were a little child, but you didn't you didn't talk about it at all. You just like, you couldn't figure out no. how to. Well, you know, sometimes I would try and say things and my parents were interpreting it as I was having a bad dream, you know, or I would say there's somebody in my room, like, because I was just open. And so I was seeing good stuff and I was seeing a lot of bad stuff. Like mm-hmm. there was, you know, so it was very scary. And I would, I would say things like, there's somebody in my room my dad would come in and go I'll check under the bed I'll check in the closet there's nobody here you're okay it was just a dream and I didn't know how to express no it's a hologram I didn't have the words the language and I also felt I could because I could feel so intensely I could feel their frustration you know they were doing the best they could they don't you know they're not in this world at all they didn't understand what's going on and I could sense their frustration and I I could feel like oh, they're upset with me because they're not sleeping because they're staying up trying to comfort me because I'm crying because I'm scared, you know? And so then I felt like I was a burden mm. that of course wasn't their intention, but I could feel the frustration within them of not knowing how to help me, you know, or not knowing what to do and feeling like we're not sleeping. And so then I decided to just not talk about it. And I would just sit in my room and be afraid and not know what to do. And I think for a while, I really gaslit myself until, you know, in the last five years, as I've gotten deep in this space and I'm reflecting on what those experiences were like and having nobody to talk to about it, not, ha- not having the words to talk to about it. And I was like, oh no, that was actually pretty intense stuff. Like if, if an adult came to me now, if a client came to me right now and told me that they were experiencing that, I would be like, we got, this is not okay. Like we need to clear this out. Like this is serious, you know? And so I think with with kids, you know, I don't have my own kids, but I know what it it was like to be in that position as a child. And I remember feeling so frustrated because I felt like adults were always talking down to me and talking to me like I didn't get it or I didn't know. And I remember thinking in my head, I know what's going on. Like I can feel (laughs) your energy. You know, I got in a lot of trouble as a kid because I would call people out. I would call out when people were lying, right? Or when their intentions weren't clear. And I remember being really frustrated because I always felt like I can see more than this adult who's much older than me and they're just not getting it. But I didn't have the language to articulate it, right? And I feel like with with children now, especially these new souls coming in who are so powerful and so awake and really coming in remembering, like, I just think there's such an important opportunity to ask them and to learn from their wisdom and to really take them seriously because I feel like for a long time we haven't taken them seriously but they remember like they remember so much and I just excited about how many parents are are really open to these ideas now and asking those questions and listening to their children and listening to their children's wisdom because guess what the bodies are changing their nutritional requirements are changing like they know what they need and I feel like for a long time you know, it was unintentional, right? Parents are really just trying to support their children. But how often when the kid says, no, that doesn't feel good. We say, no, this is best for you. But guess what? Things are shifting and they, they know, right? They know. So if they don't want to eat that food and you're saying, well, no, you need to eat that because it's good for you. 
you don't know what's going on in their physical body. Listen, just be more open. You know, and I feel really strongly about that. I, I connect really well with children. I connect really well with that. And I think there's this moment of like, for, for me, my sister just had a child and I'm like looking at my niece and I'm just looking at her, like communicating telepathically. I'm like, I could just sit here for hours and learn from you, right? Because the memory is so crisp and clear and how beautiful to, to create a space, open a space to cultivate that, right? Because what happens is when we don't ask those questions or open the space, sometimes they forget, right? They forget, we turn it off, let's support them and keeping it open so we can all learn from them. So I just kind of went on a rant, but I feel really strongly about this. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think about that often, just that like, because I really love helping people to reconnect with their psychic abilities. And for so many of us, it's totally gone dormant, right? But they're, they're not gone. They're just mm-hmm. dormant. But I think about like, this would just be so different. There would be no need for any of that kind of work if we lived in a culture that had, like it was built into the conversation. Yeah. So it was just acknowledged from the start that, you know, we receive information through our physical senses but also beyond our physical senses and it comes through differently for all of us and you know the 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 real trick of it is like number one discernment but then also interpreting it and understanding that it's a bank of sort of symbolic interpretations of an energy that is really outside the context of this physical world that we're in right but it would be so much easier if we had a conversation that was just built into our culture, but it's, it is coming back. You're right. It is where a lot more parents are willing to see and consider that there are other things beyond the sort of like (laughs) wisdom that's handed down through generations. My, my husband, he, sometimes he'll just say something like to talk about eating. You have to like clean your plate or whatever. And it, I just hear it and I can tell that he doesn't hear it, but it's just what his parents said to him, right? And what mm-hmm. their parents said to them. And it's it's not really relevant anymore. It's not it's not meaningful. It's just old, old yeah. advice. I mean, one I'm very interested in this in this new generation coming in. And I, one of my friends, she's an incredible intuitive and she specializes in babies specifically. And we always like jam out on that. Like, what are you getting? Right. Because both of us really like to look into kind of the how the physical body is changing and for, for these children and how the nutritional requirements are shifting. And, you know, with that, it's funny because I mean, you can go on like mainstream TikTok and there are TikToks of parents being like, my child is talking about being from Venus. I don't know where they heard these things. Like they're like freaking out. My child is talking about where they were at before and they're giving me all these details. And I asked my husband, did, did she watch this show? Like, uh, where is she getting this? And nobody can figure it out, right? And I feel like I'm watching things like that and seeing, oh, I mean, they're coming in. Like they, they know. And in addition to what you were saying about you know, just being open to what else are they picking up on, right? Because they can they can see and feel so much more because they are so open. What about the fact, like, where were you before? Like, where are you coming from? What are you here to do, right? Asking them that straight off the bat, right? Because it's like, if my friend comes to my house and I know that they just spent two years traveling Bali, I'm going to be like, how was it? You know, where did you go? What did you do? And to me, it's like when the soul comes in, like, let's open the space and, and see where we at before, you know, is this your first time? Like, what are you here to do this time? Where are you from? I think that 
you know, might not be that explicit, but just opening up the space and also listening to their dreams, right? And and even this awareness of we're taught like our dreams are just dreams, right? And it's like, what if we could validate them a bit and like, well, you know, when you're dreaming, you go other places. You're you're experiencing all of your multidimensional self. Like I just think there's such there's such a big paradigm shift that we can step into that would really be supportive for everybody. And think about I think about the you know, I'm kind of like in between I'm, I'm 26. I think about like the teenagers right now. And it's, I mean, it's rough. It's rough. I feel like they feel it's really, I mean, with all social media, people feeling really confused about everything. And I feel like there's a real opportunity to support these younger kids, especially and feeling really empowered in who they really are moving forward. So they're not experiencing that intensity in middle school, high school, as I feel like a lot of the teenagers nowadays are feeling right now, if that makes sense. Oh yeah, totally. My oldest child is 17. And so I I get I get to see <laughs> both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. But he luckily he's super psychic. And I know that he's an Arcturian being and he's just like a quadruple Capricorn, like so <laughs> so just so awesome. Yeah. And he's got such a great head on his shoulders. But I can see with a lot of his friends, I observe that there's a lot of entity attachments, like a lot of entities yeah. circling teenagers, because it's just like that rite of passage where your mind is, you're so painfully self-aware and you have all these yeah. hormones affecting your body and you're like super aware of other people socially. And it just creates this porousness that if you don't have like strong, strong guidance or mentorship from somebody who's already been through it to just kind of anchor you back into your truth all the time. And I mean, all of us need that, I think, at all points on our journey, but especially when you're a teenager, because you're sort of crossing that threshold between being a child and being a responsible adult, making your own um, sovereign decisions around pretty much everything. And it's just, a, they're really easy, easy pickings for dark attachments. Oh, totally. I mean, what a different world would we be in if people learned how to clear their energy field, if they learned discernment, right? If they learned like those types of things. And and I, I've done a few podcasts about this. I feel really passionately about this whole, like, you know, the mental health issues, anxiety, depression, because I was so deep in that for so long. And I have a very different perspective on it because I have a lot of people who come to me who have that. And I'm like, okay, you can, you can identify as I have depression, but what I'm seeing is that you have these, you know, I don't say it like this, but <laughs> to explain it here, you have these dark energies attached to you. And the number of people, I'm sure you see this too. It's like, they come in, they've been struggling for a long time. They've been on all these medications or whatever. We clear out all that stuff. We clear, we clear the energy field, right? We raise the frequency. We set up protection. They're like, I can't, I feel great. I feel, I feel great, you know? And so I think that that's actually very empowering for people who are struggling in, in that realm, but it's like it, people attach to this label. And I just think it's really important to be cautious before you attach to your illness in any way, shape or form, because we can shift energy and move things really quickly. I mean, I'm sure you feel strongly about this too. Like when you start to work in the records and you realize, holy shit, like, I just cleared this huge thing that's been affecting my whole life in literally 10 seconds. Like we're that powerful, right? We are that powerful. And imagine if everybody had that information actually utilized it, you know? And, and for me, people ask me all the time how I move so quickly, how I do so many things. And I'm like, well, if I was trying to do this the 3D way, I would not, I would not be able to do any of this. It would be so slow. It would be so hard. It'd be so painful. 
I move quickly because when you're working with energy, it doesn't take very long. It's fast. It's effortless. You can make quantum leaps in like 10 seconds, right? When you learn how to direct energy and clear your field and all that. And I'm just like, I want more people to utilize these tools because to me, it's like everybody has these gifts. And if you have a superpower, why would you not learn to use it? Yeah, well, exactly. That's exactly it. And, and they're not even, I mean, I would argue that they're not even superpowers. They're just our abilities. And we've been really, really traumatized into having created like a, a schism within ourselves so that we reject them. It's not safe to have them, you know, religious programming, blah, 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 blah centuries of being heavily punished for having a direct connection to source. But can you give some examples, for instance, if somebody's really struggling in 3D and they're like, I want to figure out this manifestation shit. And like people are always talking about energy and like, I don't get it. Can you give an example of how something that if you were trying to do it 3D, it, it would have taken a lot longer versus like you, you did it just through working with the energy and funneling it in the direction that you want to go and the results are much faster. Sure. So let's say I want, I'm running a group program and I want 30 people in it. I could do a bunch of outreach, post a million times, send out a million emails, right? I could like effort to fill that. I could get on 30, I could get on 50 sales calls, right? I get 30. Or I could sit down for 20 minutes and telepathically call them in and open up the space and amplify, you know, the, the energy of the container itself and do the frequency work on the container of the offer itself and open it up and call in the aligned people and speak to their souls and say, who's, who's an aligned fit. And, and, you know, how can we create space here? So to me, I mean, I could spend 20 minutes doing that and people will find, find it. So that, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I call it feathering the nest. Like I realized that about um, money when I kind of figured out how to receive money and like I had cleared out about a bunch of my old money wounds and pain and stuff. But then to then receive it and receive more and more of it, I realized like, oh, I'm I'm really feathering the nest for it. And that's what it feels like is like sitting down, giving a little bit of time and creating this beautiful space where money wants to land within me where this abundance and support and nourishment and all the things that I associate with money where it really wants to come and be there because I've opened up created this little bowl-shaped nest for it to just come in and land and it really does that stuff does make way more difference in strategy and I would say like anything we do have to take action. There's a place for strategy and there's a pl- there's a place for action because we are existing partially in the 3D. Well, we're co-creating. Yeah. Right? We're co-creating. So it's like, this is the intention. Let's use all the tools. To me, it's like, let's just use all of the tools. Because also, here's the thing. Is, does that mean I never send out? No, I certainly send out email. I have plenty of content, but I do that from and I want to place of like, this is flowing through me. It's inspiration because let's say somebody using the example I, I just gave, you know, this container is, is created. We've sent out our phone calls or we've opened up space. It's ready. And let's say somebody over here gets that intuitive hit. Like, oh, I feel like I should go to her page. I just feel like I should go. Right. And, and maybe it's the hit they're getting isn't, oh, you should sign up for this program. Maybe they don't even know about the program, but they get that hit for some way, shape or form. They're led to my page. And right there, it explains, hey, this is the offer right now. It's open. And in that moment, their body's like, oh yeah, that's why, right? I always love hearing how people find me because 
there are so many just cool random stories. You can't, you can't make this up, right? You just can't make this up. I mean, the number of people that find me because they have a random dream about me and they don't even know who I am or they hear my name. So they Google it, right? Or they're led to some random podcast I was on years ago and then they're finding me now. And it's all this divine timing piece of, of when we're meant to connect. And I think that's really beautiful. So I really believe in utilizing it all, right? But the thing is you can give a hundred people the same strategy and how come most of them don't follow through or get results because the, the energy has to align with it. And so with, with business, for example, I really believe in a balance between masculine and feminine energy, right? I think that's really important. And I, I, I think of taking action. I, it, it's that co-creation process, right? So when I think about manifestation, if we think we're just going to set our intention and sit here and do nothing, are we really co-creating? Because to me, every single thing I say, I do, I am continuously talking to my higher self, right? Within me embodying that, but then I'm always talking to the universe and the universe is like, what do you want? So if I sit here and I'm saying, oh, I want, I want to call in this partner. I'm, I'm setting that intention, help me out. And then I'm sitting in my house hiding. That's the, the updated messages. Oh, she doesn't want anything because she's sitting in her house hiding, right? And so that's where that aligned action is it's consistency. It's following through like the same way. If I tell my best friend or my partner, Hey, I'm, I'm, I, I want to create this with you. I'm not just going to sit on my ass. I'm going to co-create it with them, you know? And so that's, that's the important piece. And, and also because underneath that is remembering that you're the powerful one. Right. And so often we can give our power away to the, your, I don't know, your Pleiadian family, your record keepers, like you're the powerful one and them, like everybody, let's all work together, but you're the director. So step up and direct, direct and follow through. So that's kind of how I see the aligned action piece. Oh, I really love that. Uh, just when you said you're the director, I kind of got this like um, mental image of the conductor of the symphony. And all of these other, the energies and the, your Pleiadian light family and your record keepers and your, your guides, whatever, blah, 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 your deceased loved ones. They're all the, the players playing the instruments and all together, you co-create this beautiful funneling of the energy in certain ways. But if they don't have a strong conductor and they're just going to be sitting there like crickets, exactly. Are I supposed to play now? Or like, when, when is this happening? Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. We are. We are the powerful ones. Absolutely. Do you mind if we go back to the part where you said that you had like ETs coming into your room when you were little? Will you tell me about that? <laughs> oh, yeah. They used to come in and I mean, I didn't know what I was. I was like three. You know, I was like two, three. I didn't really know what was going on. I saw it. Everybody got visited when they were, <laughs> when everyone was asleep. But yeah. The, and I didn't ask any questions at the time, but they would come in and there was this big pyramid that was glowing blue, where it was like, they would basically show me things in the py pyramid, almost like, you know how in movies we see the crystal ball with information? It was like that, but it was a pyramid. And it was glowing blue and I was really excited. And I just remember I would learn things through what I was seeing in the pyramid and then energy would come into me and I would feel really, really good and excited. And it was like, they were there to teach me. They were there to help me. They were some of my favorite energies to talk to those, like them, that group, and then my other spirit guides that I would sit in the corner and talk to, but I remember I would go into one area of my room and there was, there was usually like three to five all in, all in a circle. And I was like part of the circle and we're all around this, this glowing blue pyramid. And that's kind of what, what happened. And I don't even remember what, what we were talking about, but yeah. That's super cool. So they were nice, benevolent ETs for you. Yeah. They were nice, benevolent. I haven't had any 
I haven't had any negative experience with, with ETs. So that's good. Yeah, <laughs> that is good. And it's interesting. There's a thing in um, Star Wars. My, my husband is a Star Wars person. So mm-hmm. we've watched all of his Rebels. Well, Clone Wars too, but there's a little thing in Rebels. And if I'm, if I was a, a clearer mind, I know I'd remember the name, but it's just like you described, like a little glowing pyramid that mm-hmm. contains a whole bunch of... Yeah, transfer information for me specifically, like when I downloaded a high, that wasn't from ETs, but the way that was downloaded was in the form of a pyramid, a glowing like golden pyramid, and basically the information will be placed in it. And then that will go in through my crown and basically like get encoded into my system. And so anytime I've downloaded anything big, it's often in that in that shape and will kind of go into me that way and then open up if that makes sense yeah so tell me about a high and and when you downloaded it and what it was like to just you know receive that new healing yeah yeah Uh, so it was Lionsgate portal 2020 that I downloaded it and I had been working at it as as a Reiki practitioner for a few years but you know I, I I don't know I had a lot of people always tell me like I don't know what this is but it's not Reiki it was like I was somewhere in between and I started to feel like it just wasn't doing it anymore for me. And I was getting really frustrated because I started having physical symptoms again. And I know my body responds really well to energy. And it was like, when I worked with that frequency, it just wasn't, it wasn't doing anything. It was like, I was past it. You know, I was getting kind of frustrated and it was very clear that I needed like a stronger frequency to, to be sending. And I was feeling like this with a lot of my clients too. Like we just need something stronger. Anyway, going up to Lionsgate that year, my guides were like, they basically told me, you know, on Lionsgate, make sure you have a sacred channeling session. We're going to have some really important information come through. And I'm like, great, cool. So, you know, I set up my space. I'm like ready to have my my fun night with myself on Lionsgate. And I'm thinking I'm, I don't know. I don't, I was just thinking I was just going to get cool information about who knows what, you know, what's going to happen next year. And I got some of that, but all of a sudden it was like the entire, I mean, (laughs) the entire room filled with all of these light beings, the entire room filled, filled with like gold, glowing light beings, angels. some of my master guides and they basically said like, we're going to download a new form of energy healing into you that you need to use. It's going to be really important for activating dormant DNA for people during this ascension process. And we need you to like write down all this information that we're going to share with you and we're going to teach you how to use it basically. And so that was encoded into me. It was a really beautiful experience. And then after that, for a few hours, I was just like scribing everything they were saying about how to use it, how to attune people to it, the different symbols, all of that. And then after that, I kind of got to work and was playing with it for myself and realizing like, whoa, that was like, this is supercharged. This is, this is higher, right? It's anchored in this, in, in the seventh dimension. But what I like about a high is it like, I call it like it's, it upgrades itself, right? So most of the practitioners who come to me wanting to get trained, they're, they're feeling like, oh, my modality is outdated, which of course it's going to be because we're upgrading like physiologically, right? More DNA is getting turned on. And what I like about it is it's anchored in the seventh dimension. And then you kind of like go through your initiations through the higher dimensions. So you don't get dormant. And that's what I really like about this energy, but it was pretty much immediately very different. I was seeing really profound shifts in myself. Like I remember the week after I downloaded it, I tried it on 
I had the week before I had burned myself with my curling iron on one side of my neck and it was still there that a week later and like gross and whatever it was disgusting and then I did the same thing on the other side of my neck <laughs> and I thought you know what I'm gonna use this as an experiment and so I sent the energy to that burn and it, within two days it was it was completely healed and people are kind of watching that on my social media like what did you just do and I'm like I just blasted it with this energy <laughs> it's, it's working you know and so and I started using it with, with my clients as well and everybody noticed like oh this is very different and the energy is it was stronger worked faster sessions were like way shorter and we could get through a lot more people were feeling that potent so I worked with it myself for a while and then I got the directive okay now it's time to train other people in it and uh, so I started training other people in a high and yeah, it's just been a really beautiful experience for a few rounds in now. And it's so cool for me to see how people's lives are shifting through using it, right? There's, there's a level, level one is to use it for yourself and level two is to be able to send it to other people. But I'm just loving hearing like how quickly things are changing for people and something that is really obvious with it, which is what, what I like, you know, it, it does any, anything energy work will do. Right. So it's like, you can use it for healing, of course, uh, mentally, emotionally, physically, but the DNA activations and upgrades, like the, the Ascension support is quite incredible. And I always tell people to take a picture of themselves before their first 30 days and after, and I'm a prime example of this, my whole body, my face completely changed the, the way I look like my eyes change. It's a very noticeable difference. And people always ask me, what did, what are you doing? Like, and I'm like, literally it's this energy because when you turn on that dormant DNA, right? It, you look different. You look very different. And a lot of how you eat will change. It's really interesting how, how it's all shifting. But I always tell people, yeah, you could scroll back on my social media and watch, you can watch. And it's something that a lot of people, when I get on their podcast, people who have known me for a long time, they're like, what, what's happening with your face? It's so noticeable. And I think that that's really cool because it's giving people physical proof that something is happening, like something very physical is happening, you know? And so I see a high as one of many tools that, that has been downloaded. I think many more are going to continue to be downloaded that are here to help us make this shift. And also these are the new modalities that we're going to use as, as we shift to the new earth and really live in this, this new way, because you think about you know other dimensions, we don't have hospitals, we have healing chambers, you just regenerate. Right. right? So it's like the way we do everything is going to shift and change. We're going to be doing energy work as the norm. Right. And so I'm seeing this happen in, in different aspects. Like I was talking to my one friend who does a lot with, with EFT tapping. And she was saying, you know, it's interesting because I downloaded like this very specific tapping thing and I haven't done much with it. And I'm like, do something with it, like use it, like play with it, see how far we can go because people are downloading really important information. Our, our tools have to upgrade. Our modalities have to upgrade because we're upgrading and people are going to start to feel stagnant. And even just in the way they, they, we run our lives, we run our businesses, you know, like what we were saying before with 3d versus 5d, I, I really believe that the further we get into this transition and this will be clear on an individual level where for me, the deeper and deeper I go and the more things shift, I have to go less and less 3D because it's just not working anymore. So where like maybe this 50-50 thing was working for a while, like we're going to get to a point where all the tools need to be upgraded. And that's something with manifestation. If you don't know how to work with energy, you don't understand how energy flows. You don't have to be an energy healer or a worker, but if you don't understand how energy flows in, in the world, 
you're going to feel really behind. You're going to feel really behind. And there's going to be a point where like, that's just what we have to do, right? The way we relate to money has to completely change because the way we related to money before just won't work. It just won't work because the earth is shifting. We are shifting. And, and those old ways of, of doing things are, are simply out of alignment with the frequency we're at. And so it's going to be, it's an interesting time to be in this transition. And, and I think it's really important, you know, for, for light workers and healers who maybe have felt like they were kind of pushed aside or not taken seriously, like we're, we're leading it we're leading it, you know, and just be ready with open arms because people are starting to pick this up. Like I, most of my clientele, they're not very awake. There are a lot of these high level CEOs in SoCal who know nothing about energy, but they're coming to me and they're like, everything just stopped working. Like everything just stopped working. And it reminds me of me with my health where I got to that place where I was like, I will do anything. I don't care how crazy it sounds. Dip me in 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 water and sprinkle salts on me. I don't know, right? And they're coming <laughs> to me like that with their businesses, right? Because they're realizing, holy shit, this is just not working anymore. I'm not doing anything different and and it's just not working. And I'm like, yeah, because you're ready to work with energy. You're ready to to kind of step into this new modality. So people are being kind of forced into it. And I think it's really important for healers and, and light workers to realize this, just be open to what's coming through because we, we are receiving the tools we need. We are receiving the tools that we need to help us in the shift and, and to really move things forward in a positive way. Yeah. I, there's so many things that you just said that I'm like, yes. And yes. And that, I don't want to talk about that. And like so many things I will just, first of all, I couldn't agree more that really we are rapidly, rapidly shifting and it's showing up in different ways for all of us. And I personally, I received the message, I guess it was probably in August that actually like COVID is actually part of this shift. Like we would be experiencing a lot of this, even if there was not a spin on it. Like there's a narrative spin to kind of like control and instill a lot of fear around it. But that Ultimately, the energies here are shifting so fast and it just keeps getting faster and faster and faster. And so we are literally experiencing these significant health, business, life, relationship, all kinds of like breakdown and rearrangements and the things that we used to use or do before just are not working anymore. And then I would just love to talk to you a little bit about your perception of new earth and what does that mean to you? What do you... What do you kind of see when you tune into it? Yeah, I've explored this in different, I feel like I'm not convinced. How do I want to describe this? I, I, I feel unclear still. I know that people are really ready to kind of take a side. Maybe I'm just behind, but I try and stay as neutral as I can. I'm not sure if I think that it's going to be two realities on the same plane, essentially, as there's a swap out, or if it's almost like we're going to, there will be those two different realities and then it will separate if that makes sense. Uh, does, does that make sense? I'm not sure which yeah. of those I think, because, you know, I could see it going both ways and I'm not sure it really matters. I think part of being in this process, well, I know part of being in this process is it's really showing where the spiritual ego it is for people who are really set on figuring it out. And like being right. And I think for me, part of what I've learned in my journey is like, it's a surrendering of like, I'm in this human thing. And part of it is I actually don't need to know 10 years ahead. Part of it is like, I'm supposed to be present to what's happening right now. And anything I need right now is available to me. So if I don't know, then I really don't need to. And in fact, sometimes knowing can kind of mess with, with the highest timeline, right? It's kind of like, 
if you know that you're going to break up with your husband in 10 years, is it going to serve you to know that before you even enter the marriage? Probably not because you need to go into the marriage, right? If, if that's part of the contract and part of learning the lessons. So I think with some of the conversation, I am a little bit cautious, you know, and I just take everything with, with, with a grain of salt. And for me, I think it's like, for me, I just, focus on what I've channeled for myself. And I think everybody should do that for themselves, really tune into what feels right in, in your body. But the way I see the new earth overall is, I mean, it feels very, it feels very Lemurian. It feels very much like collaboration. I think we're going to be living back in, it's going to be more community-based and we're not going to have this, these larger governments. It's going to feel much more community-based, a lot more communal and these clusters of soul family, you could say, where there's real resonance and people are actually given the space to really step into their gifts. I feel like we're, we're really going to up-level in terms of technology really, really quickly. I mean, the tech is there. The, te- the tech is there, but there are political money things stopping these people who, who know how to work with energy from the stars and sun and and. And it's right there. Like we could get off electricity. We could get off the grid. We, we could, if some of these people had more access to the tools they need, if that makes sense. Right. So I, I see us really working with scalar energy much more to, to power any cities and really working with how do we harness love and peace and joy in these frequencies within ourselves to power up where we're living a lot more back to nature and it feels very entrepreneurial in, in general. And instead of these how do I want to describe it? It's like everybody's doing their individual thing. Like everybody's doing their individual thing, right? So it's like to go see one, I don't know, one Akashic Records reader would be completely different than the next one. There's actually no standardization, which I think people have, but I almost feel like people are afraid to step into that. Like what Amy does, nobody else can do because it's Amy. It's Amy's frequency and the way she works with these energies, right? So I feel like we're going to kind of dissolve some of those, some of those labels. I feel like, you know, with healing, it's really going to move more into energy work and and preventative. I mean, our physical bodies are, are going to change very much in terms of food supply and what we're eating, what we need. We're going to be living off of light, you know, those are kind of the bigger energies I see. I also think in that transition, I'm not totally sure what I think is going to happen with the internet and everything, but I, I see more closely in the next few years and I'm telling everybody, bring it back to your individual platform. I really see these larger platforms dissolving. So if the backbone of your business is on Facebook or on Instagram or on YouTube, start bringing it to your website, to your platform, to your email list and making that the hub, because I really feel like, and whether this is the, the applications going down I'm not sure about that. I feel like it's actually going to be more of an intuitive thing. I'm already seeing this. People are just leaving. They're just leaving. And it's like, I really think that people are going to get sick of, and many of them are, we don't need to know what 500 people are doing every day. Like we just don't. So if you have three people that you like learning from or five people, you know where to find their website or, you know, where, where to find their email list. And you're just, you're just there, right? You don't need 500 opinions every day. And so I think we're bringing it a lot back to kind of like the, the individual and honoring people's individual essence. And so, so those are some of the energies I see with, with the new earth. I'm excited about it. Yeah, me too. I, I really um, appreciate what you said about the not needing to know. That's really where I've landed too, because I, I was getting, again, back in August, I was getting some really intense information about things coming and I just had to totally yeah. surrender like they're telling me something's coming 
but I don't know what it is. And it's not for me to know. And even though my human brain went through a whole entire journey of like trying to speculate because it just could not help itself. It's just like the way our brains are wired to be like, what is it? Can I predict it? Can I figure it out? But I agree with the analogy you used around the marriage. My own experience with that. So I had a, a son that passed away when he was 20 days old. And I had a dream six years before he was even conceived in the, like I was, so I live in Ontario, Canada. And I, at the time that I had the dream, I was going to a school called Ontario College of Art and Design in Toronto. And I was walking through this series of um, blocks just north of that school. I was living there and I had this dream about having a son and I was on a, a raft with him and I just had to like let him go into the water and he went back into the water and died and I woke up sobbing 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 and I thought it was my oldest son because I didn't have any other children at the time I always remember that dream and I made a little piece of art to kind of signify it and the art was like bizarrely uh, prophetic even though I didn't realize it at the time and then six years later my son was born at the hospital in that same series of blocks that I had been living in where I had that dream and that's where like he died and that's where I was staying when he died but I think about it I'm like I I didn't need a warning in advance because if I had had a warning I would have thought that this was the worst thing that ever could happen and I would have braced myself for that pain and I would have done everything to try and prevent it from happening but actually all of my children are the greatest gift that I could ever have had even even the one that was only able to stay for 20 days and that you know I would have worked so hard to stop it from happening and I think that's it like none of us can really know and I, I think all of us kind of receive these little glittering pieces of the truth and the picture, but they're just these little ephemeral glittering pieces. And none of us has the whole truth. And I don't even think we can put the puzzle together at this point because we're just not supposed to know. Yeah. We've, somehow we got everybody who's getting the messages in the same room. More would get put together, but we're not supposed to. And I feel like a lot of this... 5D information is actually just really 4D and that's fine. Everybody's serving their role in this. And part of that for me is just like, I know my role and my lane and I know the type of information I tune into and the way I work. Sometimes I'll have people push me, well, what are you saying about this? And I'm like, I don't tune into that. I don't. And with my history and the way I grew up and literally I couldn't function in society for so long because I had such anxiety with everything I was picking up. I couldn't live. I was ineffective. If I overly tune into what's going on with all the dark shit that we know is going on, it really affects me and I'm then ineffective, you know? So I, I don't tune into that kind of stuff. I get the gist. I know what's going on. But if that was my role to go deep into all of the really dark shit, I would feel drawn to it. I would be equipped to energetically handle that information. I see a murder scene on, on TV. I can't sleep for weeks. I feel it that intensely. The gnarly shit that's going on, it's disgusting. And I'm like, I get it. That's not my area to tune into. Other people, that is their area to tune into. And great, because I can't, I'm not doing it, right? I think there's something to just honoring what's coming through for you and what your role is. And I think people are so caught up in like, oh, this person is talking about this or doing this, so I should do it too. No, 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 you need to do you, right? Because we're all filling our own roles and, and we need everybody doing their thing and it, it's gonna look different and needs to look different. I think that's really important. And, and for me, at the beginning of, all of this, I mean, I went through, it felt like 
like I'm regressing. I feel like I'm going right in at 3D stuff because everything I was getting, everything I was downloading and seeing what was going on in the world and being around people that were freaking out. And so then I started freaking out and I was not feeling good. I was not feeling good. And I just got quiet and I realized, you know, I really have to go into this feeling right now because this is how most people are feeling. And I really need to let myself get in it so I can understand. Right. And I feel like it was this, it was this very clear period. And I'm really coming out of it like really stepping back into myself. And my guide said, you have, you, <laughs> how do they phrase it? They said, you had to go into the humanness fully so that you could come out of it because otherwise you wouldn't be able to understand what people are bringing to you, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think there are times when it's helpful to dip into those lower frequencies and just really experience that. And that was also a time when I kind of felt pressure to, to tune into it. I felt like everybody around me was asking me what's ha- going to happen. But the more I started I was tuning into it more. I was realizing how it was not affecting me well. And I was like, I actually don't need to know what's going to happen that month. I actually don't know. I don't need to know this. It's actually not serving me because just it would, like you said, like, I'm going to brace myself or I'm going to start expecting it to happen. And then what's the reality we're creating? And this is something I feel very strongly about because I feel like to me, there's a responsibility with, with what I say I share and just explaining this, this caveat, because here's the thing. Let's say I download something that something's going to happen to the world next month and I have a huge platform and I tell everybody this. Now I have all those people thinking this is going to happen next month. We might have just shifted the timeline to that happening. So to me, I feel like there's also understanding how manifestation works. Let's not energize what we don't want, right? And so when we're spending all of our time thinking about things we don't like, things that we don't want to happen, we're, we're making that our reality. What are we energizing happening, you know? And so there's that balance of being informed, knowing what's going on, but also if I'm focusing on that, I'm energizing that timeline. And so what I like to focus on is this beautiful, great new earth, high frequencies that we're living in this expansion, this ascension that feels really yummy. That feels really good for me. And that's what I'm going to focus on. I'm going to focus on the timeline that I do want to happen, right? Where things happen in the easiest, most graceful way. I'm going to focus on that. And I think that's another component to consider with when we're tuning into these things that maybe aren't that great occurring. You know, it was like, I remember a couple months ago, it was like, everybody, shit's going to hit the fan. It's going to be, everything's going to collapse, brace yourself, prepare, pack all your food. And I'm like, I get it because I was getting the same thing. And I was like, I'm not fucking doing this because I'm not energizing that timeline. I'm not going to tell my community, my community. I'm like, y'all, Energize what we do want to happen, not what we don't want to happen, right? So if you're going out acting like everything's going to collapse, what is the what is the signal to the universe? You know, because there are options. There are options. And so I think that's important to think about as well. What are you energizing? Because whatever you're worrying about, you're energizing and that's what we're manifesting. And when when we start to understand manifestation, like real manifestation, not writing something down 10 times on a piece of paper and like, blowing it fairy dust, right? Like real manifestation, which is like what you're focusing on, what you're radiating with your energy body, what you're aligned with energetically. And we master that individually. We can master that collectively. And when we master that collectively, everything can shift because we're creating it. We are creating it, you know? So I would, I would think about that, you know, for for anybody sharing, listening, like what am I energizing? And if I'm saying something that's going to freak somebody out, are they then going to worry about it? And then add momentum to that timeline because people do that unintentionally all the time. 
I get it. But when we can bring awareness to this, we can start to focus on what we do want to happen. And I really feel like that's where we can make this positive shift happen much more quickly. Yeah, I agree with you completely. Although full disclosure, being very much on my own human journey through all of it, right? Like going through the journeys of the various sort of things that have come about in the narratives and the alternative narratives and and feeling them grip me, feeling myself, you know, barbed in them and, and then realizing like, oh, I have to extricate myself from this. It may happen or it may not happen. And I have no control over it. But what I do have control over is, am I now sculpting my whole life around the anticipation of this outcome? And yeah. if, you know, so just with the the preparing thing, for example, I'm not telling anybody that you shouldn't prepare. I, I just believe that we should prepare intuitively, like whatever your intuition brings to you. Oh, totally. it's on hand. Maybe have yeah. tea lights and a terracotta pot because you live in Ontario, Canada, it's cold. You know, that kind of thing. Those Those things are... Those are the things to listen to, but you know, that's just exactly it. We're sort of being jerked around here and there and whether we manifest that specific gigantic outcome or not, I think it's all about recognizing that we're always in in a state of creation, always, always. Our life, our every single moment is a state of creation and, and I continue to deepen into my awareness of that myself, but in, when, that, when we realize that that's true, then it's sort of like, well, what are we creating right now? And and it's about what am I creating individually in my own life? Am I creating more fear in myself? Am I creating this expectation that people who have made a choice that I don't agree with are going to have this outcome or that outcome kind of stuff really hijacks the power of our creativity and our creativity, I think, is our actual, our divine birthright magic power, the thing that makes um, humans so beautiful 100 and yeah i'm also not saying don't be prepared but what's the energy from what you're preparing right i'm prepared because here's the thing anytime in life things happen every single day right there are earthquakes there are tsunamis there are fire this has always happened and isn't it good to just be prepared in general right i mean the power has gone out here before, <laughs> like just like randomly uh, power outage. So I have stuff, you know, and I think it's all about the energy from which we're doing anything. And I, I think, I'm sure you see this a lot as well. I mean, for me personally, I see this with clients. How often are we almost presented with this might happen simply so that we shift the energy around it and we're prepared in case it did. And then it doesn't have to actually happen. Does that make yeah. sense? Yes. Um. Yeah. I kind of think that's why multiple seers or receivers of information were getting that message about something really big is coming and to prepare for it was almost like if we had it in our consciousness and we could hold it in a high frequency and prepare but without leaking our energy to it it's almost like that anchored in a different potential it was really amazing to me to to hear the number of people that were feeling this this thing that we had to sort of brace ourselves for and then it almost like we dog legged around it yeah by doing that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So at the end of the day, you honor, you honor what feels true for you. And I always think about what choice do I want to take responsibility for? When am I acting out of love for myself? Right. So if I want to go buy some extra food, am I doing that from this frantic fear-based, I think this is going to happen state or, or am I doing that because, oh, well, this potential thing could happen any point ever. I never thought about it before. So I should probably just be prepared in general, right? It's like, I don't wait until my, until I know my computer is going to die to back it up. I'm backing it up all the time. 
not, but not because I'm in a fear-based state of, I think my computer is going to explode. I'm going to lose my data, right? If it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not getting my hard drive and backing it up because I'm ex- expecting it to die. I'm just doing it just to have it, you know, like you never know things happen. And I feel like that kind of applies to me. It's all about what's the energy behind the intention. And with choices people are making, I have strong opinions. I'm sure you have strong opinions. But one of the big things is that they told me, they said, it's about the energy from which they choose more than the choice itself. I think that's the most important thing. I'm not going to say it doesn't matter exactly, but whatever you decide, what's more important is the frequency underneath what you're deciding. Are you doing it because you're afraid? Are you doing it because you're feeling pressured? Are you doing it to fit in? Or are you doing it because you genuinely feel like this feels aligned for me? Because if that feels good for you, yeah, there you go. You know, you should follow to me, whatever feels like your yes, right? What feels true for you? It doesn't matter what anybody else says. And I think we're being really pushed to, we're being really pushed to tune into our intuition and our discernment and really, really listen to ourselves. I think no matter where you're at and anything, like something we've all been blessed with is just to really question like, well, what do I think? How do I feel? Right. Am am I willing to honor my intuition if this means upsetting someone else? We're being given this gift of, of making difficult decisions that are really allowing us to anchor in higher frequencies when we choose what is intuitively aligned for us, even if that means making your partner uncomfortable or your friend uncomfortable. And I think those are just really beautiful opportunities to make a quantum leap. And no matter where you're at in any of this, in so many ways, whether it's with all the poke stuff or it's just the the you know the relationship dynamics right now we have this huge energy of all these breakups right whether they're friends or family or partnerships all the breakups and then all the coming back together and the dynamics there we're being pushed and you can either take that as an opportunity to make the quantum leap or keep dragging you know but you got to make the decision what one way or, or another but i think like those are the moments that that really give us an opportunity to, to change things positively very quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Leaning into it allows you to be in concert, in harmony with the quantum leap that is coming through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I have so loved this conversation, Christina. And I'm wondering, can you share with us anything cool that you've got going on that you would like the listeners to know about and also where they can find you? Yes, this is such a fun conversation. So thank you for having me. And I have a new book called Manifestation Mastery. It's a completely channeled text all about manifestation, the energetics of attraction. I'm pretty sure if you listen to the show, you will really like it. (laughs) You will feel the frequency shift. And so you can find out more about that manifestationmasterybook.com. And then if you want to connect with me anywhere, everything is just Christina the Channel. So christinathechannel.com. I'm Christina the Channel on Instagram, YouTube, my podcast pretty easy. So yeah, I would, I would love to connect with, with anybody who resonates and thank you again so much for having me. This was, this was so fun. Yeah. It was so fun to talk to you and to get to know you better and hear some of the like really cool things in the history of your story and, and what brought you to this amazing place. So thank you so much for being here and sharing your wisdom and your story with us, Christina. And thank you beautiful listeners for your time and your attention today. You know, I love you so very much and have a beautiful day or night wherever you are. And I'll catch you on the next episode, everyone. Bye. Thank you so much for being here with me on this episode. I appreciate you more than my words could ever say. 
please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share, and I will catch you on the next episode.